The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's fall. The the leaves are almost off all the trees. Have you ever suffered from fatigue, sleepiness, and then you start gaining the weight? Have you had appetite issues, your exercise to try to work off the pounds and the calories, but you still gain the weight? You eat half portions. You sit there and you ask your body, am I hungry for this food? You check in, try to listen to when your appetite starts to go away, and yet you still gain the weight? You've been gaining and losing the same 10 pounds, and today's your day because we're going to discuss the intuitive weight solution, and it's not what you think. In today's world, it's very common. Say people say, the hell with the diet. I've had it. I'm going to sit and intuitively check in to what my body is saying. It's really hard if you have had a food addiction or you're compulsive eating, or you really do eliminate a lot of foods and you still gain the weight. Why is that? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition to focus less on dieting and find out what your body's hungerfulness and weight gain signals are really telling you to help you keep the weight off. As usual, I've done a lot of research on this show and I do a lot of readings people call me all the time and one of the biggest issues are people who have the aftermath the health effects of reading of excuse me of losing weight gaining weight 
and then having the health effects. Whether it's fibroids, polyps in their digestive tract, breast cysts, cholesterol, heart problems, all of these, depression, can be the after effect of weight issues. Let's just be very clear, these people aren't eating an Applebee's every night. They're not eating huge packets of French fries, downing cartons of alcohol. They're really trying to lose weight. Majority of the people say, you know, I eat veggies and a little bit of rice. Everything's pretty organic, and they really do. By and large, there isn't a lot of overeating, but they still have weight problems. They've got that 40 or 50 pound weight when they're careful. And that's not helpful. When you get older, they say you shouldn't be mega thin. That having 10 or 15 pounds over your weight class, as they say, actually is protective against osteoporosis, heart disease, and so on. Being too thin is not good. However, heaviness, not so much. So what causes this intuitively? Well, the first thing is, it's just not you and the food. Let's be very clear. You eat in connection to the world, the universe, the sun and the moon. And you may sit there and say, what is my digestion and brain telling me about what I crave? You can't do that independently of the sun, the moon, because you are in sync with it. Your body's in sync with it. Your appetite, your metabolism is in sync with the sun, the moon, and other people around you, which we'll get to in a second. So when you wake up, you may have heard me say this, the sun hits your eyes, goes to your hypothalamus, and melatonin starts to go down. And your brain says, wake up and eat. If you say, I'm not hungry in the morning, my second thing to you is too bad because you don't put fuel in the stove, it doesn't burn up energy. That's just my personal opinion. And it's just not my opinion, it's science. Because the peak for energy utilization starts at 10 a.m. So your metabolism starts to hit the ground running at 10. If you don't put fuel in the tank, you're not going to start to burn things up. That's the first thing. So I always suggest people put fuel in the tank. That's why in many cultures, the biggest meal of the day starts at in the morning and at noon. And that just happens to be when ins, ins, insulin and cortisol are the highest. Makes sense, isn't it? Because that's your rhythm. You cycle your hormones that affect metabolism and weight cycle with the sun and the moon, the light and the darkness. When this light is out, you're eating and moving. When the light is down and it's dark, you're not. So that's why even if you want to, you have to change your socialization. Because if you socialize around food, 
you're going to gain weight. If you eat later, you're going to gain weight because it's not, it may be keyed in and cued into people, but unfortunately, when it comes to metabolism, it's not cued into nature. And look outside at the sky and look at your friends. What's bigger, the universe or your friends? The universe, the sky, the planets. So they'll have a bigger impact on your metabolism than your friends at dinner. What you want, I know, unfortunately, is irrelevant. And then, I know people say that, isn't this intermittent fasting? That's the phrase they use now. <laughs> this is just eating intuitively in, in cue with nature. And then your, your maximum alertness is at 10 a.m. after you've eaten the maximum amount breakfast and at lunch. Then there is another peak. Around those times you should exercise, work. Another peak of energy, of course, is after lunch. Exercise, agility. Then at five o'clock, the same. Muscle strength, maximum 5 p.m. However, 6.30 p.m., things start to wind down. The light goes down. Melatonin starts to go up at 9 p.m., just when you want to sit down and start watching Netflix. Don't do that. <laughs> Roll up the carpets, the sidewalk, put away the cell phone, starting at, I know, trust me, if heart disease, stroke, breast cancer, Anything to do with a cardiovascular or a hormone, or you call it inflammation, which is an immune system related to any of those things, is a problem. You think if you change the food, you can maneuver your way around the timing. It's the other way around. That's what they mean by intuitive. If you want to see the reality of that, you want to get a ring called Oro, O-U-R-O. It's a little pricey. They've lowered the price, but it's worth it. Oro looks at your sleep. And sleep really is affected, affects weight. Most people think the most important thing is REM. It isn't. It's non-REM three and four. It's the most important thing for metabolism, rejuvenating your body, rejuvenating your immune system, and so on and so on. The peak amount of REM, rapid eye movement, memory, memory consolidation is later on in the evening between two and four. But non-REM, three and four, the so-called deep sleep, is earlier in the evening. You should have at least 20, 15 to 25% non-REM. It goes down as you get older. If you get less and less non-REM sleep, you're going to gain weight. It's because you go in the bed wound up. You wound up and you don't get, you don't go, you don't go to sleep deeply. Because on some level, part of you is still awake thinking about, oh, I don't know what you're going to do tomorrow, what you did today, yesterday, the day before. Um, 
your body's still digesting the food that you ate too late and so on and so on. Or you exercise late at the gym and you're all wound up because you were doing all this interval training and you got exhausted and it released epinephrine, which is the opposite of what you need to fall asleep. It's not conducive to deep sleep. That's why in the morning, your body is set up for exercise, not going to the gym on the way home from work. I know that that's how they have it set up, but they have it set up, work has it set up, and that doesn't work. The other thing people do is they overdo work all week long and they decide that they're going to go like a bat out of hell with exercise during the weekend. And then they hit the ground running at work on Monday. Monday morning is the biggest time for heart attacks, FYI. Last but not least is intuition. A lot of people do everything right. They get the oro. They follow their sleep. They eat at the right times. They, they finish their eating, small dinner, between after, before 5 o'clock. And yet, they're still gaining weight, and they don't know why. And that's where the intuition comes. If you are picking up someone else's depression, anxiety, and anger, it goes to your adrenal gland, and you release cortisol. It's like taking steroids. It will make it hard for you to fall asleep. Your adrenal gland will produce epinephrine. It will mess up your non-REM. It's as if you're carrying their life in yours. You will bilocate. When you are winding down at 9 o'clock, going to bed at 10, turning the light off at 11, you can't get to sleep because you're picking up their agita, their irritability. And that makes your adrenal gland produce too much estrogen, too much cortisol. Cortisol goes to the nearby pancreas, releases insulin and bien view of obesity. Suffice it to say, you'll see this and eat less and less, and yet you gain. It releases a series of inflammatory mediators, norepinephrine from your brainstem, which makes it hard to fall asleep, which makes you gain more weight. I talked about the adrenal gland releases cortisol and norepinephrine. You get tired, depressed, it makes it hard for you to move, less exercise, then inflammatory cascade, IL-1, IL-6, the so-called cytokines, makes you crave, crave food because your neurotransmitters go down. So you actually do eat because pain goes up and food is an anti, anti-pain. You're more likely to get headache, back pain, joint pain, sleep problems, and then the addiction, and then the food. You eat the carbs, the weight gain goes up and the cholesterol goes up and you're more likely to get diabetes. That is intuitive weight gain. One of the things I ask people to do is, yes, you follow the dietary pattern that follows your circadian rhythm with the light darkness cycle, but also weigh yourself every morning. If you do that every day and you start to gain weight in certain days and not others, find out what happened that day. Were you around somebody who was upset? And why were they upset? And what were you intuitively picking up? I'm Dr. Marlies, and we're talking about intuitive weight gain. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my latest book, 
all is well or heal um heal your mind with louise hay we're taking your calls at 816-251-3555 within the usa and canada and remember unityonlineradio.org is live live every wednesday 4 p.m central 5 p.m eastern we'll go to christy 44 i'm dr mona lisa how can i be of help dr mona lisa hi um i've been having trouble Losing a bit of weight. Um, okay, let me tell you what I let me tell you what I say. Okay. The, have you ever um? Have you ever seen? Have you ever gone to like a big big tunnel or um cave, and you say hello and you hear hello 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 an echo. Yes. A lot of times when we meet certain people in our lives, we feel instant recognition. It's resonance, literally the vibration of their pain, their suffering, their history, their past is so similar to our own. Everything they say, we recognize and it feels like home. I see someone in your life who is so similar to you it feels so comfortable to you. You're so intuitively linked. You've had so many experiences that they have. Unfortunately, many of them have been painful. So it's not like you experience, have experienced pain and maybe you've filed it away. Every once in a while you re-experience it and it creates a daisy chain of symptoms in your body. But now you also pick it up in this person's body and you care about their pain and you carry their pain also in your body. So you carry cortisol and ultimately insulin and weight in your body, but then you feel their pain, their cortisol, and you carry that as well. There was a study done by a guy named Salvador Venusian and he said that in every family, there's a sensitive one that carries the unspoken pain of the family. And this person almost always had weight, body image, diabetes, eating problems, digestive problems, and so on. When the family had a problem, they talked about it, this person's cortisol went up and the weight digestive issues went up. Everybody else has stayed the same. So Mnuchin says, stop talking about the problems. He goes in there, checks the cortisol, the stress hormones. Everybody else just goes down. They're relieved. Hey, we're not talking about this anymore. However, the client, the person with the third center, medical intuition, metabolism, weight, digestion, eating issue, blood sugar, their cortisol, hormones, insulin goes way up. And Dr. Mnuchin says that this person's body carries the stress and the pain of the whole family. Who is in your life that is so similar to you that you feel their pain for them? Um, My husband. How is his life similar to the way you experience yours? How was it or how is it? No, no. What problems have you had in your past that he's experienced too, that makes you feel like you're the same? Um, 
abuse and trauma and um, alcoholic family members. Wait a minute. Don't you love it? It gets global and nondescript and it gets specific. Are you saying that both you, don't you love that? Are you saying that both you and your husband have both had problems with alcohol addiction? Um, we've grown up in households where we were um, either abused or neglected by people that had alcohol addiction um, and abusive relationships. Okay. So it wasn't you with the problem with alcohol. It was the people who abused oh. you that did. Oh, I also, I also developed a problem with alcohol. I know. And I am 65, day, 65 days sober. But now, now I'm having to deal with all the trauma that I didn't deal with. Congratulations. But you understand that's important. <clears throat> yes. You keep clearing your throat. How about your partner? Does Do they drink? Uh, no. Um, I, uh, they do other things. They do other things. Once again, global. Mm -hmm. You know an AA, if you can't name it, you can't fix it. Dr. Phil also says that. What are the other things? The dog is barking them, so, you know, everybody now knows. What are the other things? Um, things on the web? No, no. Um, substance. Substances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here goes the dog again. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes, so both of you have trauma. A lot of people have trauma. The thing on the surface that calls attention to it, that shows it's not being mastered, is a substance abuse. Right. Do you follow me? I do. And so, I don't know if you've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, but there's wonderful neurosurgeon there. She has problems with substance abuse, basically opiates. Mm -hmm. And so she falls in love and has sex with a lot of people. She's very impulsive. She ends up having a brain tumor. It's a soap opera. We're not going to get into that. The point of the matter <laughs> is it's a very good, good, good example of what you should and should not do when you have a problem with addiction. So she gets involved with Owen, and Owen drinks, and Owen does starts doing stuff. And she says, I can't be involved with you. You're using substances addictively. And she gets her stuff, mm -hmm. puts it in a bag, and walks out. You've got to love that. She mm. says, it threatens my sobriety. And, of course, she has a history of um, all kinds of abuse and trauma. Her brother got killed. I mean, you, you, I mean, if you watch 17 seasons, mm -hmm. you see that everybody either gets killed, gets killed in a plane crash, or watches someone get killed. I mean, there's trauma everywhere, okay? It's a great mm -hmm. example of that trauma is not an excuse. It's how you manage it. So now you have a, a third chakra issue, self-esteem, responsibility, addiction, mm -hmm. and weight. But you have a partner now that you want to focus on the history. You can't. You have to focus on the addiction. You understand? You have to fo focus on the addiction. And that's going to threaten the problem. 
because it's going to threaten your sobriety. If you want to focus oh. on their their history, your it will threaten your sobriety because it will make you codependent. I'm already codependent. Of course you are. That <clears throat> my point is is that you resonate with his or her um, trauma, and so as a result, it's going to go into your body, and it's mm. going to cause if it's not weight, it's going to cause addiction. You can't do that. Your empathy, yeah. if you, your empathy will cause that problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like it, what I mean by intuitive weight issues, you have an intuitive addiction issues. This is why huh. you cannot, this individual threatens your sobriety mm-hmm. and threatens your recovery. That's why when someone has a problem with addiction, especially being in recovery only for 64 days, it's a little difficult being in a relationship, especially when the other person has an addiction problem. Do you get it right. now? And the same oh, thing I, with I, weight. I a lot of people, mm-hmm. when they have a problem with intuitive weight, their partner will have an issue with them losing weight. Or they will be intuitively keyed in to their partner's anger they will get anxious, they will release cortisol, and they will gain weight. Or they will intuitively key into the fact that they're looking more attractive and that threatens mm. their partner's self-esteem. Mm. It isn't all about calories, you know. Right, right. So now that you are clean and, so- clean and sober, I can't exactly say you're sober, <laughs> okay, you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. I'm, I'm working a program every, okay, every day. Okay, I understand. I know that. But yeah. have you told no, your partner that they're threatening your sobriety by using substances? Not directly. <laughs> Not directly. You're going to talk to your sponsor about this. I look at your head. Do you understand? Yes, I do. I look at because that means you're dependent on that person. Yeah. Because by not wanting to tell them, mm-hmm. you're a stash. You're a dependent on their approval. You want them to be there. Right. You get it? I do. I do. I look at your head. I see problems with focus, attention. I look at you grind your teeth. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland, antibodies that make it hard for you to have stable thyroid function. I see abdominal distension and bloating. I see blood sugar problems running your family. There's some kind of shoddy lymph nodes in your pelvis, in your inguinal area. I wonder if you've had problems Mm -hmm. with viruses in your cervical, vaginal, urethral area. I wonder if you've had pelvic infections before. I wonder if you have urinary tract infections, urinary urgency, frequency, I wonder if you have knee and ankle problems. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Hold on, okay? okay we'll come back to you. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's my music. You know what that means. We're, we're, we'll talk, coming back, we're going to talk about the intuitive weight solution. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa.
practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're back, we're back. We're talking about intuitive weight issues. We will go back to Christy, 44. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, I definitely have had um, the urinary frequency and infection in my pelvis. Um, So you have had urinary issues and problems with infections in your pelvis like I described? Yes. And that has to do with boundary issues between you and a significant other. Okay. Well, second chakra. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an example (laughs) of just that. That you're trying to improve yourself. You both, you see how you're common. So you make yourself one. We both have trauma history. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, you both, you can forgive stuff that they do because, you know, you understand, they, you know, they had this problem too. Right. However, you're changing yourself. You're stopping using substances and they're not. So right. you're growing forward and they're not. That's where we okay. have a problem. And if you overlook that, that breaches your sobriety. Yeah, I've been frustrated about that. So, I'm sorry? I said I've, I've, I've felt a little resentment uh, in that. Uh, Good. <laughs> because your body shows that you've gone along with things in relationships despite mm-hmm. somebody else pushing you. And I think you've been pushed to do things in relationships that you didn't want to do. And I think you know what I'm talking about. So I want you to make sure you have regular checks with a gynecologist because it's an area of um, violation for you. However, addiction is too. Because just by, like, a woman can be violated in their pelvis, your household can be violated by sobriety. Mm. Do you get it? Yes. I have a friend Um, whose addiction, he has alcoholic, and I invited mm -hmm. him to lunch, and I used to eat every day at a bar. Uh, When he came in, he said, I can't eat there, and I said, why? And he said, because I'm an alcoholic. It threatens my sobriety. So I got up and moved to a table. Do you get it? Uh, Because his environment, his environment... It's uncomfortable at that time to eat at the table because of my back and neck. I have to bend forward. It didn't matter. His environment cannot be around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Your environment can't be around addiction. And so this would be a great okay. time for your partner to do that, but they won't. Right. So that tells you we've reached a fork in the road. You've also reached a growth spurt for you because yeah. you have to change an area and relationship that you haven't been able to negotiate in the past, which is the word no. 
Do you get it? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. The answer is no. No means no. And when they get angry, you don't go, okay, never mind. The answer is no. Go to your, um, there's somebody who does DBTS or cognitive behavioral therapy. They will teach you how mm -hmm. to be, when they're angry and you get anxious, you don't eat or drink. You learn skills of soothing yourself, not just a 12-step program. Do you understand? 12-step is support, but you need right. skills to be taught to you. Okay? Okay. Good luck. You take it easy. We'll go to line. So we'll go to line two. Neil, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Mona Lisa. Um, I called in kind of for all the reasons you've been talking about uh, as far as weight issues and struggling for a while with that. So the first thing I see is you're different than the usual. Mm -hmm. Um. You have this response around responsibility. Mm -hmm. When you are in an environment where there's time pressure to perform, you get wound up inside. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for you to get off of that gerbil wheel. You start getting, start getting wound up hours before and hours after. Mm -hmm. It creates a frustration and irritability. Um, they used to call it time sickness. And when you come home, it's hard for you to not have a reward meal. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard for you to wind down and not have jitteriness and epinephrine in your system to go to sleep. Yeah. And that would interfere with your sleep wakefulness, non-REM 3, 4, deep sleep, and metabolism. Mm -hmm. You would try to do really heavy exercise, pounding exercise, but at <laughs> the wrong time of the day, that would release all this stimulation in you which again would disrupt your sleep. Yep. You do binge purge kind of stuff where you try to mm -hmm. do something, you make resolutions and you try to do an awful lot, lift weights or do stuff, and then you get an injury and then you can do nothing mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you'll gain weight again. Um, all because... You have this drive within you of excess. Mm. What do you do for a living? Um, I do hair. I have a hair salon and I work in it doing hair. What time do you go to work? Um, between most days, eight, some days earlier, like six. Okay. I know this whole thing. <laughs> I got it. I know you people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a best friend. I used to go there after school and sit in the back. Mm -hmm. She would open up her shop early. She, would eat, she wouldn't eat breakfast. She'd work through lunch. 
and eat dinner late. Mm -hmm. You understand? Because that's her reward meal. So that wrecks the whole circadian rhythm thing I said at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because, and that messes up your sleep. Yeah. Number one, you don't eat when cortisol and insulin are delivered to you in the morning. You hit the ground mm-hmm. running, you're distracted, you're adrenalated, and you just start going. Mm-hmm. But there's no fuel there. That's the first thing. You just run mm-hmm. on raw, raw energy. And then you may eat, but you eat running. So mm-hmm. somehow you don't really, that's where they talk about intuitive eating. It doesn't register as food. Uh you may do shakes, and this is not anti-shake, but none of it mm-hmm. registers as a, I just ate a meal, I feel full. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just put stuff in your mouth. And you yeah. keep moving. No, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's disordered eating. Mm-hmm. So you won't be aware of how many calories are not calories, how much fat, not fat. You'll just do that shake because they say that's how you mm-hmm. lose weight. And mm-hmm. then... You think because you're moving around, moving around, moving around, you should be losing weight. But it's not (laughs) real exercise because I've done that. When I was on the floors in the city hospital or residency primarily, whenever I was on call, I gained three pounds. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't exercise like running in the city. When you run in the city, you have to stop at every block, look both ways, stop at a light. And that's not relaxing running. Mm-hmm. versus running in a country, you just keep running and you never stop. That is relaxing. Relaxing. Mm-hmm. If you run all day, mm-hmm. run and gun, as a hairstylist, you're running under the influence of cortisol. That'll put weight on you. Mm-hmm. And every time yeah. I was on call, I gained three pounds. It was like, son of a gun. <laughs> How the hell does that happen? And I would eat this little thing of chicken and some anemic-looking green beans. <laughs> it's because it was running and gunning and eating very little and getting Mm -hmm. aggravated. Plus the fact that Sir Neil, Mm -hmm. that you're listening, you're an intuitive, you're at everybody's head. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're talking about everything that's going on, everything that's going on, like you don't have your own problems. And a lot of them are self-involved. Or they'll mm-hmm. say something like, last time you cut my hair this way, and I want a one-eighth inch more off the left ear <laughs> and one-quarter inch off more off of the right ear. But you didn't do that. You took an eighth inch off the left. You, you had it the reverse. And you want to stab <laughs> them with a, I'm kidding. My point is, <laughs> you can't do that. You keep them all inside. You keep mm-hmm. it all inside. And that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Then you go home yeah. and you want a nice beverage. And that's alcohol if you drink. And alcohol mm-hmm. is fat and sugar. Mm-hmm. Fat sugar. At the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And then you'll eat late. Yeah. And then food becomes reward. And food becomes relaxation. And then mm-hmm. you go to bed. Nice. Only to repeat. Okay. Rinse and mm-hmm. repeat as needed. That's why that doesn't work. Do you understand? I, I do understand, yes. Mm-hmm. 
it's not a relationship primarily it's your work mm -hmm. that looks actually very competitive and very stressed yeah i don't actually it all goes to your abdomen how much weight would you want to mm -hmm. lose oh probably 60 pounds 50 60 i mean i'm tall but i would be much happier at probably 60 less it goes to your abdomen Mm -hmm. I look at your head, I look at your neck, I see a change of range of motion on the right side of your neck. I can't figure out if this is an old injury, overuse. I wonder if it changes sensation in your pinky or your right hand. I look at your heart. You were born with an extra sound in your heart. Your heart. I can't figure out if it's a valve or what that is. I look at your left lung, right lung. Someone near you used to smoke or you were born with some kind of breathing issue. You're very mm -hmm. sensitive lungs. Mm -hmm. Thus, that makes me concerned about a hairspray. Mm -hmm. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. Someone near you has problems with addiction, either alcohol, prescription medicines, and you used to work, be very productive, and try to be successful to earn that person's praise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who is that person? Mm -hmm. I think you could be talking about my, uh, my ex-wife, who I still work with. Oh, <laughs> how long ago? Um, separated for five years now. Wait a minute. Separated for five years? Mm hmm Well, then, you just want to stay that way. Do you own your <laughs> salon with her? Um, yes. Have you ever heard of the word dead weight? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the word carrying dead weight? Mm hmm I'm going to ask you again. Do you own the, stu the exercise salon? Do you own the hair <laughs> salon with her? I do. I mean, in a way, yes. It's what not like mean, um... in a way. It's like being in a way I'm pregnant, in a way I'm not. <laughs> Um, well, I guess we're all independent, uh, and it, I, in my mind, it feels like we say we own it together, but it's not like a paperwork thing, so I guess, okay. I guess not. Uh, no, 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 no. Does she still work there? Yes, definitely, yeah, and we say it's our salon, yeah. Okay, that's a problem. Okay. Because that's like working in the psych unit. It releases stress. <laughs> Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like going to work. And worse yet, it's competitive. Mm -hmm. Why are you laughing? It's not funny. Mm -hmm. Do you have children? No. <sighs> Listen. Stop this and separate. You know the word separate? Okay. Look up separate, mm -hmm. separate in the Webster Dictionary. One of the... One of the meanings may also mean, say, see also divorce. 
<laughs> do you understand? Mm-hmm. I do. Because this isn't good. Okay. You're going to get an ulcer. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you waiting for? Her to bring a boyfriend to the salon? <laughs> She's done that. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Was he thinner than you? Oh, <sighs> uh, yes. Don't do this to yourself. Okay. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. The question is, why would she stay? I have my ideas. Mm. Yeah. You understand? I do. Sometimes you have to get a surgeon to remove something. Mm-hmm. Detach it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You might need someone to help you cut this connection. Right. Do you get it? Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily get a therapist. I get someone who is like a coach. Time mm-hmm. to get this dog and pony show moving on. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I do, yeah. Let me put it this way. The longer you stay stuck, you're not going to lose weight. You're going to gain it. How's that? Yeah, okay. And you want to see guys <laughs> skinnier and skinnier and skinnier come in? Right, no. Good. Because then she'll say, I'm leaving because I'm getting married to him. Mm-hmm. Then you really feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So that, don't do that. Do you get it? Okay. I do, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Don't be left. Yeah. Say it's time to leave one each, uh, each other. Got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it. Not what's going on, mm-hmm. which is funny business. Good luck. You take it easy. Because that's when I got to your stomach, okay. I saw that. You understand? Okay. I didn't see Thank that you. your kneecap. Mm-hmm. Good luck. We will go to Thanks. kneecap. We will go to Amy, line 52. Uh, line 52. Line 3. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. It's a pleasure to speak with you. It's nice to speak to you. How can I be of help? Um, I've had major health issues in the last year, completely different from anything I ever experienced. I've been healthy all of my life and I've been reading every one of your books that I can get my hands on and I've learned so much, but I'm wondering if what I've been experiencing in the last year is the result of what I was living in previously. So it's like thunder and lightning. First you see the lightning and then you got the thunder. (laughs) First thing I see is people jousting for control around someone who's cold, distant, critical, hard to get along with. I see what you do daily isn't use all your gifts, talents, and skills. You don't get enough recognition compensation. You like to ignore this. But around this situation, you get very, very, very tired. And you can't get angry. Your anger gets turned inward. Okay. And it's like an archer um, throwing his arrows, shooting his arrows into the ground. It's exhausting and you might hit your foot. 
What do you do for work? Uh, I actually have tried to leave my job for the last three months. I was working for a veterinarian. People like to go right fast beyond the thing. Okay. That wasn't the question I asked. I said, what do you do for work? For paid work or my work every day? What is the thing you're trying to leave? Uh, I'm trying to leave the the position in the veterinarian hospital because I okay. haven't been getting enough rest. Okay. No, no. It's not the reason. It's not? You're trying... And the reason why I blew discs is because I sneezed. <laughs> because you what? I'm sorry? The reason why I blew discs was because I sneezed. I didn't blow oh. discs because I sneezed. I blew discs because there was another underlying problem. Uh-huh. Right. There was a problem in that job at the veterinary hospital. There is a problem where people are vying for control for someone who's cold, distant, and critical and is frustrating to be around, and you can't say anything. And so you swallow your irritation and it goes into your body. And that is exhausting because it's exhausting to hold your tongue. What is going on in that veterinary hospital that's exhausting and takes energy to shut up? I, I, I guess I don't know. I'll have to think about that because I really have enjoyed my work there and my time and I have a fantastic It's not the work. It's not the work. It's not the work. It's the coworker. It's the coworker behavior. There was one coworker that was very difficult, but she see had how left. Quickly, see how quick that was? How long ago did she leave? She left a month ago. That's not so long ago. And you even said, you even said at the beginning of this thing, I wonder it was whether it was a delay thing. And she left well, because? Uh, she was having issues with the doctor. I look at your head. You're 52? Yes, ma'am. I see pressure in your head area. I can't figure out if it's vascular, hormonal, or what that is. I wonder if in the past you either hit your head, you banged your head, you did sports or something, where, or you were in a car and it injured your head. I wonder if you have changes in estrogen, progesterone that make this worse. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid. I see problems with focus, attention, sustained attention, distractibility. I look at your heart. Once again, I see that imbalanced feeling in your head. I can't figure out if you had an accident or what that is. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. Can you please tell me your health concerns? In the last year, I was diagnosed with both ovarian and breast cancer. Those are the two biggest concerns at this point. Where is it going? Where, well, they believe they got all of the ovarian cancer. They removed a tumor the size of a football a year ago. Wait a minute, um, wait, I did a minute not... wait a minute, wait a minute. 
a year ago, they removed a tumor the size of a football from where? From my right ovary. It was in my abdomen. And you are 52? Yes, ma'am. Was it ovarian, fallopian tube, or peritoneal? It was attached to the right ovary. Did it go anywhere else other than being attached to the fallop attached to the ovary? No, they told me it was completely contained and they got it all out before it spread. What kind of treatment did you do? Uh, surgery. That was it? That was it. It was a mucinous ovarian tumor. And so since they got it all in one piece, there was no need for further treatment. But it was the size of a football? Yes. And they took everything while they and since this time, you've been exhausted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How long ago was that surgery? One year ago today. Who do you live with? I live with a bunch of animals, no other human being. And have you ever been in an accident? I... I had a car accident, but I didn't hit my head. I did, as a child, get hit in the head with a baseball bat at playing a childhood game. And do you have problems with focus, attention, brain fog? Well, since they took my ovaries, I do. I didn't before. You need to go back to the doctor and find out if some of your fatigue is cognitive changes due to hormones whether something else is going on. Okay. I can't figure out if your hormones have changed and it's unveiled previous brain changes due to an injury or um, hormone changes have caused brain fog or it's a yearly anniversary problem from the stress of that, that surgery. Do you understand? Okay. Okay. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming me to your day. If you listen to a Healthy Living Intuitively, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.